You're listening to the main theme from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, released February 1st, 2024, composed by Sutomo Narita. Thank you. 
What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, he'll he'll be here shortly. We'll, we'll actually, you know what, we'll save it. I won't even spoil it. Uh, though, if you read the show notes, you already know who it is. Real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop a quick rating and review. Really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. Today, we are spotlighting a game that I have been very excited about for several years now. Uh, This game was originally announced back in August of 2016 under the, I think it was under the project name of Grand Blue Fantasy Project Relink at the time. And it went through quite a bit of development hell. Uh, Platinum Games was initially tied to this game when it was first announced and in 2019 I think it was February 2019 yeah they were announced to no longer be involved with the project which left Psy Games the developers of Grand Blue Fantasy to handle the rest of the development in house and as the uh, rest of the show will dictate right as we talk about the game in between the blocks you will see that we think this game is pretty freaking good um, we have two composers featured, Nobuo Uematsu and Sutomo Narita. Unfortunately, I don't have a breakdown of who composed what, and we will talk about that a little later on in the show, so I won't repeat it here just for it not to be redundant. But I'm excited for you guys to get to listen to this one, to hear us talk about the game. It is, like I said, something that I have been very much looking forward to. It seemed like a very old-school JRPG experience. It's on the shorter side, but... It's still really, really well done. And the music, of course, it's great. And I think I picked some good tracks to highlight that for the episode today. So I won't spend any more time here at the beginning. We'll go ahead and kick to our first block so we can bring in our special guest talk about the game. Now, we do spend most of the time talking about the game. Uh, We do talk about the soundtrack here and there, but most of it is spent primarily discussing the game. So, kind of like some of the old episodes used to be, especially the ones that Kyle has joined me on previously. But either way, I think you guys are still going to enjoy this one. And because this episode is actually posting on Monday the 12th, expect another episode in just a couple days. This one has been delayed due to how busy I've been at work over the last few weeks and because my guest and I just couldn't sit down and find a time scheduled to do this and I didn't want to do it solo so we delayed it as long as we needed to but it's done and here we go. We're going to kick things off by taking a listen to Clear Horizons from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink again released February 1st of 2024 composed by Sutomo Narita and Nobuo Uematsu. Thank you. 
Next up, we're going to take a listen to Sundappled Grove from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink.
Last up in this block, we're going to take a listen to Moment of Truth, Lyria's Rescue from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Thank you. 
coming back in. I am now joined. It's been quite some time since I've actually heard this British voice, and it feels so good. Welcome to BG Mania, Sev. Your first time ever on the show. It is, yeah. I've almost conquered uh, all the RPG era podcasts. I think I've pretty much been on all of them now. But yeah, I think thank you, you very much. Yeah, yeah welcome yeah. to thank- the show. You were a regular, well, not a regular, but you were a somewhat frequent guest on the Media Files. You were on a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you were on pretty much every episode of uh, Blood and Destroyers. Yeah, I was on many of them. Many max levels in RPG era podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And you had your own show there for a bit with Viz. <laughs> we did, yeah, we did talk the about fan, that one. The fan, fans are way too noisy. That lasted yeah. a solid uh, two or three months. Yeah, yeah. Good good quality content. Keep it short, keep it sweet. <laughs> I think the only show you might not have been on was Frank's, but that was terrible. So, oh, I did actually. I was on the Christmas episode. Oh, so you've been on every. You've been on every show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've now done it. This was the final one. We clap, clap, clap. Round of applause. Yeah, I finally made it. You Thank finally you. made it. You made it onto the biggest show that we have at RPG Era, thankfully. Uh, the one that's still going strong and the only one we currently do. Uh, and the reason I have you on today, obviously, is because we are talking about Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. And I was not aware of this, but literally about an hour before you and I sat down to record today, it is Super Bowl Sunday, February 11th. We're recording this one rather late because I have been very busy at work and you and I just, you know, you're in the UK. So mm-hmm. finding time to sit down and do this one is not the easiest for us to do. Um, you finished this game. You're done. Credits rolled. So talk to me. How do you feel? What do you think about Grand Blue Fantasy Relink? Um, so starting off, starting off, I was very impressed. Uh, towards the middle of the game, was liking it. Between chapters six and eight, I, I was in a love-hate relationship with so it. So right where then- I am. Yeah, I'm on chapter yeah. six. <laughs> I started to have a real disdain for it at that point. But then by the time the final chapter rolled around and the game ended, I was like, you know what? Overall, I quite like this experience. So currently, while it's it's just the credits have just rolled, I'm, I'm quite high on the game. I like it. I think it reminds me a lot in certain ways of Dragon Quest, which yeah. is why I told you after I started playing, I was like, hey, did you, did you start Granblue yet? And you're like, no. I was like, all right, well, it's time to get started. Like, it reminded me of a more modernized Dragon Quest formula okay. because Dragon Dragon Quest really follows a very specific formula and those games have felt um, very samey and that's not a bad thing. No, I love no. Dragon Quest. You and I both love Dragon Quest and we're super excited for Dragon Quest 12. Yes. Whenever that may be coming. But Grand Blue Fantasy Relink has elements of that Dragon Quest formula in it, especially in some of the monster designs. But I do think it also borrows heavily from your traditional monster hunter style games because some of the quests and boss fights that you do are literally just going out to tackle one monster, right? And you Mm -hmm. have to run a little bit and find it and then you have like a big old battle. And the boss battles in this game are super dope, dude. So fun. They remind me of MMO style battles because there's actual a lot of mechanics really and they take up the entire arena and the way that your party interacts with not only you but the enemy I feel like a lot of the boss battles do have their core based in those MMORPGs like Final Fantasy XIV, like World of Warcraft, and like so many others that have come out of Korea that have been successful. Uh, Side games, are they based out of Korea? 
No, they're Japanese. They're Japanese. They're Japanese. Um, I'm really adoring this game. I'm over the halfway point. Like I said, I'm on chapter six, and I know there's ten main chapters. The main story is relatively short for an RPG. It's like 14 hours. But a completionist, if you want to see everything, takes about 35 hours. And honestly, dude, that's still really, really short for JRPG standards, right? Like, you look at Persona 5, that game took 120 hours to do everything. And that's usually the norm. That's a, that's a chunky one, that one is. Or the Xenoblade gameplay. Those games are massive. Yeah, Zanku ran through most of them, didn't he? And a lot of his... Uh, or Trails! Five. Talking about Zanku, Trails! Yeah. Right? That fucking guy got through all those games before you and I both did. <laughs> and those games are 100 plus hours too. Yeah, they are. Some of them are pretty hefty. Yeah, so 35 hours is, is relatively nothing in the JRPG. No, drop in the scale. fucking bucket for this. And honestly, for a good JRPG, I'm okay with that. Like, I haven't seen everything this game has to offer. Um, and I don't know that I will see everything. I'm trying to do as much as I can. And it doesn't seem like there's an overabundance of things to do. I know there's quests. I know there's, like, upgrading your armor and, like, your your weapons and trading things in with that one character in the town. And there's multiple towns, thankfully. There's not just one town that you are stuck with. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I will see everything that this game has to offer. But I might. Because, again, it's only 35 hours, and I don't know unless there's something... Well, maybe you could tell me. Is there a new element introduced in the final four chapters that is like a new gameplay mechanic? No. Well, then there's nothing else new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's essentially your, the side quest you pick up off Titan's people will always be like, find Go me kill this I'm... many things, go yeah, find kill this. That many yeah. things. Um, so I just, I ran around the town, picked up a bunch of them, and then I ignored them, did a couple of chapters, and then once I was back in town, I was just like, right, I'll scroll through the side quest list. And the side quest list does a really nice thing where it's like um this quest is now redeemable so it says you completed it and you can just like click x and it teleport you to oh dude that's incredible quest. yeah yeah that's a really nice um that's a huge quality of life improvement for jrpgs yeah like, so i just if, bounce if, around if the everybody time. else could start implementing that in the future that'd be amazing <laughs> Yeah, Literally, because I, I forget sometimes where things are, mm -hmm. so just port me to it. Yeah, I think it kind of helps, because also, I don't know if you noticed, there is no mini-map in this game. Like, this game has no There's maps not. Any, That's anywhere, weird. which yeah. I find, find quite jarring to begin with. Uh, you have a compass the at the top yeah, of yeah. your screen, kind of like some third-person action RPGs, like um, The Witcher. Right, like there's a, I think there's a compass on the top of The Witcher, but certain games like that that just have a compass that you can kind of like see uh, icons that are yeah, reminiscent yeah. of landmarks. That's what this game has. Very weird though that there's not even like a main map. There's no mini map. But there's not even a main map either. Yeah, no maps. But then, to be fair, most of the areas that you travel to on missions are fairly linear, linear corridors, and then they lead to, like, an arena sort of area. Which is why it reminds me so much of Monster Hunter in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because so I just... That's uh, that formula. True, true. Yeah, so I just bump back into town and then fill out a couple of the quests that I'd picked up items for along the way and then jump back out. So the side quests were never really like, ooh, I'm going to go off and, and do this thing. I was just like, oh, I'll just continue the story and come back. So there was, there's nothing really new in those. Right, so... Oh, man. Okay, well, let's go ahead and jump to another block of music before we continue this conversation. We have a lot still to come. And honestly, man, we're going to talk a little bit about the soundtrack when we come back. Uh, but to kick off this block, we're going to take a listen to Carving a Path to Sky's End, both part one and part two from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink.
Coming up next, we're going to take a listen to Folka Theme from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Last up in this block, let's take a listen to Einstetto Archipelago from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Mm-hmm. 
Coming back in, Sev, I do want to talk about the soundtrack because obviously that's the point of this show. And I have been enjoying what I've heard thus far from the soundtrack. There were elements of the game that are reusing certain songs because Grand Blue's been around for quite some time, right? Like this is um, the first like mainline JRPG. But Grand Blue Fantasy has been around for quite some time, with the first game releasing in Japan in 2014, just as Grand Blue Fantasy. And that was an iOS Android game when it first came out. Yeah. And since then, there have been several iterations on that, and then there's been some fighting games as well. But a lot of the original Grand Blue Fantasy music was composed by Nobuo Uematsu, right? From Square Enix Final Fantasy fame. Yep. And then the other composer on Grand Blue Fantasy is Sutomu Narita. Both of these gentlemen are on Grand Blue Fantasy Relink as well, but we don't know who really composed what. Um, because again, a lot of music is from previous things that we've heard that are just either rearranged or redone for Relink. There are some new compositions positions as well but everything that I've heard so far I've enjoyed and it does have a very whimsical very JRPG feel obviously Grand Blue Fantasy it's been rooted I think in that Final Fantasy vibe since it first came out because of its connection to Nobuo Uematsu for the music. And it does a good job, much like a lot of the JRPG, like, you know, thinking back to Final Fantasy 16 last year, or we have Final Fantasy 7 uh, Rebirth coming out later this month, which, by the way, did you watch that <laughs> state of play? Yeah. Th that yeah, game looks freaking insane, dude. That might be, that's already an early contender for game of the year for me. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. How yeah. good that game looks, but I have to, I have to oh get my through. God. Um, I have to get through remakes so I can play a rebirth. Yeah, because there's no way I'm missing out on rebirth after that showcase. Yeah, it's just so good, man. But for example, one of the tracks we listened to in that last block that we just came back from is the Folka Town Bee, which is the main town that you initially start out in, right? It's like your hub there for mm -hmm. quite some time and may even be for the entire game. I don't know. Do any other towns become your hub eventually or does it always just remain the same town? There's like two towns in the entire game. Right. So does that, can you, can you make that second town your hub ever or? Does... Yeah, pretty much. You can, yeah. Okay. It works the same way the first time does, yeah. Okay, so, but you'll spend about half the game in this first town and then half the game in that second town for the moment. Yeah. Maybe slightly less than half the game in the second town. But um, the Folka theme, dude, like, it's such soothing, calming, peaceful, perfect town music. I really do feel like they did a good job with the soundtrack capturing what a lot of fans of this genre tend to gravitate toward when it comes to the music. Yeah, I was super pleased with the soundtrack. I like a lot of the uh, like the orchestral parts. They're really good. And then some of the boss battle music, that's really good. Especially Ooh, the, very epic. Yeah, yeah. Especially the, the, the final uh, boss battle music is such a treat. Um, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's really good. Really, really good. I'll have to. I don't know if I brought that one to the... Um to the playlist today maybe i have a track later on called end of ragnarok okay um i don't know if that's the final boss battle music but it is like an 11 minute track that pretty much closes out the show besides our final play out <laughs> that, that might well be it then um and if so man that track is so sick it's so good but um did you find all of the they're called pincers the wee pincers yeah wee pincers <laughs> but they're basically just crabs right but you turn them yeah, into yeah. this 
this little boy in Folka, um, and every so many that you collect, he gives you a reward. And I'm assuming there's like an ultimate reward. For, I think there's 40 total. Okay, um, yeah. I don't know what comes in at the end of that quest chain, but I think I found like 10 or 12 so far. Some of them are so hard to find, dude. Some of them are really hidden. And I wouldn't have stumbled on them if I wasn't paying attention because as you, when you get close to one, you'll get like a little button that'll pop up on your HUD that says like pick up or whatever. And it's yeah. the circle button, uh, at least on PlayStation it is so I just kind of pay attention to that and there was one that I found that was like behind a wall behind I, I never would have seen it had I not been watching for that little pickup to to pop up on the HUD some of them are so hidden that's fair yeah I've got four so far so I've had, oh, yeah, I've so had trouble finding, finding you, them you found four and you're at the end of the game and I found yeah, like yeah. 10 or 12 and I'm at chapter 6 so they're definitely pretty hidden um, it might be something that once I finish the game I'm assuming they can everything can be went back and found after because it sounds like you're still playing after the credits um, so it might be something that when I finish the game I look up a guide and like go back and try to find the ones that I missed yeah that's fair so I'm, I'm yeah currently running around the town I believe there is some like post-game mission but i haven't followed it yet but um oh there is the, okay cool yeah all of the, all of the side quests are still open for me and all of like because there's this uh the lady at a tavern thing and she gives you like separate quests what they called like errands or something errands yeah mm -hmm. you can go and do you can go and fight monsters and stuff so i believe like that opens up and opens up like the hard difficulty versions of those um so okay. you can go grind grind out more uh more missions for more resources to fill out because you have like mastery levels and shards and stuff like that to get more of them so i think you can just keep grinding because there is like have you have you been and had a look at like the additional characters in this game i did and i did end up so is it chapter it's either chapter three or four they give you one of those character cards yeah. that allows you to unlock like one of the additional characters that are from the Grand Blue Fantasy series, right? But they're not like, okay, featured yeah. as main characters in this game. Um, so I immediately unlocked two of the characters on that list are voiced by Christina V. Okay, yeah. Um, I immediately unlocked my favorite character that she voices from this series. Um, it's the Ghost Girl. I forget what her name is, but um, yeah, I you know I'm so in love with Christina v and just her voice and all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. like oh she's so perfect when it comes to voice acting um so i immediately unlocked that and made her one of my like permanent party members <laughs> nice think nice. i rep i'm running with catalina the main character who i'm playing as the dude um i was using rackham but i think i replaced rackham with christina v's character okay and yeah, then yeah. who's that witch that does the um like thorns and flowers and stuff she's like my fourth party member oh cool Ro starts with an R. Is it Rosina? Might be. Rosetta. Rosetta. She's my fourth party member. Yeah, that's fair. See, I, I was super boring. I, I, I had, um, obviously, Sev, that's my name, the main character. So it's Sev, Catalina, the Eo, the, uh, the mage lady. Eo's the, the healer, kid. yeah. Yeah, the and healer. then yep. Rackham, and like that was my party through the entire thing. Oh, so you never um, switched it up. <laughs> <laughs> never switched that. Because you know, mastery, you get mastery points and you put them into, you like, um, filling up your attack and your HP and stuff like that. Um, but there's so many that's got mastery for uh, offensive, defensive, and then it goes across all of your characters. And you start off with like six party members and then in the like additional party members you can add, I think there's like another 12 or something. And yeah. I was like, gosh, if I've got to spread these points out across everyone, then everyone's going to level up really slowly. Um, so I just boomed all my points into my main character. So he's basically like a super tank and everyone else is just dancing around pretty around him. I mean, it makes sense. Do you ever get the ability to get more of those character cards to unlock those additional characters?
characters? And if not, how the hell do you unlock them? Because you can't buy them either. No, see, I think I've had three cards so far, and I've still got all three cards, so I haven't spent any of them. Okay, um, so you do get additionals eventually. Yeah, yeah. But there are some pretty cool characters. Like, there's a guy in there with a massive scythe, and then there's someone else with, I think his name's, like, Vane, and he looks like he's got a massive axe, but by the side of his, by the side of him, it's got, like, this fill-up meter. So I think quite a few of the characters have, like, different playabilities. Like, I know Rackham, uh, he's mainly gun, so he, like, he can shoot a lot, can't he? And There's there. a grenadier or whatever as well in, like, the yeah, main party yeah. you can choose from. And if you control him, like, his gameplay style is so different from everybody else. Yeah, yeah, and doing sniper shots, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Graphically, this game is insane, too, dude. This is a gorgeous-looking game especially in like some of the backdrops and environments. It's very clean looking. I was impressed, especially my buddy's playing it upstairs as well. He's playing it on his PC. He's playing the Steam version on a 4090 and has it cranked out. That thing looks so nice. good, so good. It's a gorgeous game. Yeah, yeah, it's very reminiscent of like Tales of Arise. Um, it's like, yeah, Tales is a good, good comparison. Yeah, yeah. and then all the yeah, menus are like, for sure. all the menus are like watercolor pictures and stuff. So, yeah, it's super pretty across the board. Yeah, it's a very gorgeous game. Um, I do have a few more things I want to talk to you about, but before I do, we're going to jump to another block of music. And the one that we're about to jump to is a track that I freaking love, dude. It's a boss battle, mm -hmm. um, but it's a part two theme for a boss battle. So let's take a listen to Fury Kane Vitality Primal 2 from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink.
Coming up next, we're going to take a listen to You Shall Not Pass 1 and 2 from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink.
Last up in this block, let's take a listen to Love for the Skies from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink.
Coming back in, Sev, I do want to talk to you about one particular element of the side missions that we've not discussed yet. We've mentioned the little town board, the tavern that you can go pick up the quest, but there's something else in there, too, that you can do that I don't remember what the game calls them, but they're basically like personal stories Uh, for all of the characters. Yeah, fate episodes. Fate episodes, thank you. And as you unlock characters, right, if you unlock them with your character cards, those characters have fate episodes as well okay that's cool um and there are a lot of them and as you go through those fate episodes a lot of it is just text like visual novel style text that tells the story of of how things happened and just different points of these characters lives but there are some of them and the ones that are different have the little two swords kind of crossed to show that that's a battle chapter. There are yeah. some that are side missions that actually have you controlling the character that you're playing through the Fate episode as. So, like, if you're playing as the main character or Catalina or whatever, you're controlling that character and going through, like, a mission from their past. And that type of stuff is so cool, dude. Like, that's the type of side missions that I'm really enjoying. But, unfortunately, you can only unlock those later ones by increasing your character's levels. So, some of the Fate episodes, like, especially at the end, require a character level of, like, 60. And if you don't play as your characters, they do still gain experience, but on a smaller basis than the characters in your party. Exactly. At least I think so. So, you would eventually get there, but it would take way too long, unless you were spreading it out and grinding. So, I'm going to focus on, like, probably four or five five of the characters because I have uh, three characters that are my main three and then I have a fourth that I switch in and out um, to keep them leveled because there's five that I really like. I'm probably going to go through all five of those fates and then that'll probably be the extent of that. But I think it's such a cool addition. Um, I like getting to, uh, there's some other RPGs that have done that, right? Where that lets you kind of connect with the individual characters more and deeper and explore their backstories. I like when there's character bonding. This isn't really bonding, but it's very similar um but just getting to see and play as those characters in missions that aren't really connected in any way to what's going on in grand blue fantasy relink that's type that's that's cool i like that yeah it's like it kind of gives you a a taste like so i've not played as rackham before i've not played as like katana katiana before so it was nice to just like oh i'll do one mission with them to see how they play and where it's different but yeah complete complete in each um fate episode does give you a stat boost so like jump it your does. attack points worth up it. by like 10 so yes yeah, yeah. absolutely worth it to do it for everyone yep but yeah as many as you can for each person it's worth it to do yeah and they, they don't take long like the the battle ones might take you about 10 minutes but the like the text ones like take two minutes so. yeah it's just it's just reading and if you can read faster than they talk then it doesn't take any time at all <laughs> <laughs> Um, The only other thing I want to talk about is something in this game that you and I will probably never experience. But this game is full multiplayer. Yeah, it's got the co-ops on it. Yeah, you can actually... So when you're playing single player, right, you're controlling the main character. And you can control any of the characters you want. Mm -hmm. But you're controlling one of the characters and the other three are just AI companions. But when you're going out and and you can't do the main story single uh, co-op, I should say. That has to be done single player. But all of the side missions that you get from the tavern, like those unique ones that you can do, can be done co-op. 
And it actually asks you when you do the mission, you know, do you want to do this? Do you want to find other players to play with? Or do you just want a single player with AI companions? And I've just been doing AI companions. But that's really cool that this type of game, because JRPGs don't usually do that that often. It's really cool that they have a co-op component that for people that want to do that, that's sick. I like yeah, that a lot. I, I think it's very, very cool. I take it that it's like a, a lot of it's like end game stuff. I so assume like a, so. Since the the main story is like that short, then yeah, the, I think the basis of it is that once you finished it, you get a party and you all run through. So you have like sort of like dungeons, kind of like raids or something. I'd, I'd suppose like they're going to be high level dungeons, and you're going to have to have a team that's sort of equipped because there is like status elements. Like some characters are fire characters, some characters are water characters, and depending when you look at the missions it will tell you like what kind of enemies you're going against so you do kind of need to build a party that's good against those elementals um, so yeah i'm guessing that's that's where the main bulk of this game is, is that you grind out for more shards and stuff to make yourself better and better to then go against higher level opponents and higher level stuff but, yeah you'll have to let me know because you said there was an end game quest that you haven't started yet you'll have to let me know kind of what that entails and if that unlocks some additional gameplay mechanics that can better just end game right like raids and that kind of stuff like you're talking yeah. about because that would be sick that would be super cool that's fair i will definitely let you know i'm probably gonna i'm probably gonna play that uh mission probably gonna follow it on once we finish recording so nice and then you got to jump into uh persona 3 uh what's what's persona 3 what what is it called reloaded reloaded yeah reload or whatever no i gotta get Dude, through that, that uh, game looks so sick gotta get through uh like a dragon infinite wealth and then i've got to get on oh, uh, oh yeah there's so many good things out right now there is there is it hasn't slowed down luckily really after march this year it's seems to slow down quite a bit at least for the late spring early summer months right like next this month we're obviously we got grand blue we got persona 3 and we're getting final fantasy 7 rebirth next month yep. we're getting rise of the ronin and dragon's dogma 2 which both look so sick same day. um same freaking day but after that it kind of slows down stellar blade is in april but there's only like one maybe two things that i'm really interested in in april and may so it finally slows down a little bit hellblade senua saga 2 being the other thing that's in may um yeah there's also uh the new wwe game that'll be a uh early march and then and that looks good it does look good. It looks, I mean, it looks better than AEW's video game. Yeah, that's fair. There's a sleeper hit that could be out in the next, like, two days or so. I think it's called Banishers, People of New Eden or something. Oh, Banishers, uh, Ghosts, Ghosts of New Eden. That comes out, yeah, yeah, actually, you're right. That comes out on the, holy shit, I didn't realize that was so close. Yeah, so I've not seen any reviews drop for that yet, but I am fingers crossed that that's a good game. I'll pick that up and add it to the backlog if it is. Techie Geek was pretty excited for that one. He was, yes. Yeah. Um, Sev, I appreciate you taking some time out of your evening to chat about Grand Blue Fantasy Relink with me. Thank you. Thank you. Th th thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to me ramble. Good. Yeah. Any uh, closing comments on the game before we get out of here and kick to another block of music and wrap things up? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. <laughs> We're going to actually, we didn't really talk too much about this particular character, um, Roland, who yeah. is a character that you meet chapter two, chapter yeah. three, somewhere in the beginning of the game. And he plays a pretty pivotal role in the story that is way more important than is initially believed. Yes. And I don't know everything about his involvement. Obviously, again, I'm only on chapter six, but I really like his theme. So we're going to kick this last block off by taking a listen to Roland's theme from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Mm -hmm. 
Up next, let's take a listen to Vow and Promise from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink.
closing out this block, we have a lengthy one. Let's take a listen to End of Ragnarok from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink.
is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, made possible, of course, by RPG Era. If you like video game music and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of the show today, we're going to be taking a listen to Good Night, Good Morning, the ending theme from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Once again, this game released on February 1st of 2024, and it was composed by Sutomo Narita and Nobu Uematsu, and this song features Nao Toyama on vocals. Keep the music playing, and keep it loud.